Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. As we move on though, what I want you to notice, what I want to really focus our attention on is that final statement, because that's really what he wants to get across. He says, now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that, see he's given us a reason, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Are you tired of trying to keep up with the never-ending demands of the law? In today's message, Pastor Robert talks about how through faith in Jesus Christ, we have been delivered from the law. We have been set free to serve in the newness of the Spirit. Christ has already fulfilled the law for us when he defeated death. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans, chapter 7, as he begins his message, Spiritual Leadership. Book of Romans, chapter 6. We finished it up, and if you remember, verses 12 through 14 instructed us, Romans 6, 12 through 14, that because we died to sin with Christ, he said, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in in its lusts. So the idea, he's like, don't, just don't allow it, that you should obey your body with its desires. No, he says, do not present the members of your body, is the idea, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God, because sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. And we talked about the fact that it's, it's kind of a, a, a reverse of what is so often understood by Christians concerning not being under law, but being under, the, under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under law, you're under grace. Now, the, the rest of the chapter, the rest of chapter six is basically a long parenthetical argument in support of the idea, in support of the admonition uh, that we are to reject old habits and instead embrace a life of harmony with the Spirit, of harmony with the, the new identity we've been given in Christ by the Spirit of God. But, but then he shifts back. As, as we start chapter 7, we go back again to the thought of not being controlled by our human desires. He says in Romans 7, 1, Do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives? 
For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she's released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she'll be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she's free from that law. So that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Now, we're going to pause for just a minute, okay, on, on this one. The, the, the Apostle Paul does something here that's a little bit unusual for him. He, he, he gives us an analogy. He gives us this illustration, and he, he points back to marriage. This is not something he does a lot in his letters. It's more like he just lectures, right? But at this point in the book of Romans, he's, he pauses, and, and he points us to the, the, the law concerning marriage, And he uses that to illustrate this principle that God's law is only in effect for this life. He's like, it's, it's not in effect after death. It's, you know, it's not, it's not something if, if, if you die, well, you're no longer subject to the law of God because you're dead doesn't really apply to you, you know, and, and it's kind of this idea even of temptation, you know, a a dead person is not tempted by anything. You're dead, so you're not tempted. You're not going to break the law because you're dead. Dead people don't break the law. And now, as we move on, though, what I want you to notice, what I want to really focus our attention on is that final statement, because that's really what he wants to get across. He says, now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that... See, he's given us a reason so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So I was thinking about that, thinking about how to, how to you know, express it. And, and it brought to my mind one of the values that we, that we embrace here at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, to the best of our ability, you know, we, we really try hard to live it out, is is that we value leadership above management. But what I'm talking about with that is spiritual leadership, spiritual leadership, not the kind of leadership that we read about quite often in business books and we like TED Talks and seminars and these kind of things that, you know, where we, we're encouraged to be assertive and, and, and be confident. I remember I had a family member tell me one time, you got to be bold, just be bold. Because people buy it. If you'll just be bold, people, people will buy that you are self-confident and you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. If, you, if, just, if you're just loud enough, people will believe you. It's, by the way, there's truth to it. There's truth to it. But, but you see, spiritual leadership doesn't require a type A personality and it might even be hindered. It probably is hindered by self-assertion. When I was a boy, my dad owned a small construction company. He, he employed usually about three or four men full-time. 
And those men would do anything for my dad. Travel just about anywhere he asked them to and attempt attempt almost anything. We did some crazy stuff. I worked for him as a child. We did some crazy stuff. Things that OSHA would frown upon. You know what I'm saying? Occupational safety and health administration. I think that's what that stands for. Crazy stuff. But those men were, were loyal to my dad, not because he paid them extremely well. He didn't. He, he paid them the average wage for our area and, and the work that, that they did. But when there wasn't any work, and you know, in the construction industry, you, you go through dry seasons, right? You go through times when there's just not, there's just not any work. When the other small builders were sending their crews home, no paycheck, no work, my dad continued to pay his crew. They got paid until he ran out of money because he always put the needs of his employees and their families above turning a profit. Now, listen, that's a terrible business practice. If, if you're just looking at business principles, my dad went broke. He did. He went broke, lost everything. Everything had to take his truck to the bank and, and turn it. I mean, he, he was humiliated. But he was the last to reach that point. He survived long enough that his employees were able to get other jobs and move on. He was the last one to get paid there toward the end. It's an awesome example of spiritual leadership. He led his men by example because he actually cared about them. He cared about their families. He cared about their children. And he, he demonstrated it. Now, consequently, he didn't have a group of men who were focused only on his rules, the letter of the law, the oldness of the letter, as the Bible worded it here. No, no, no. They were focused on being loyal to him. They loved him. You know what I just said? They actually loved their boss. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in to today's teaching from Main Thing Radio. We're currently in the book of Romans, and there's more to learn next time. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is up for today, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy will try to resist it from spreading. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their hearts? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today here on Main Thing Radio.